Paper and bamboo straws might not be an ideal alternative to plastic straws. Scientists in Belgium recently tested dozens of straws from retailers and found that the majority contained so-called forever chemicals. But straws made of paper were the most likely to contain the synthetic chemicals. This is Pulse Check. I'm Kelly Hooper. As Washington returns after the break and the election season begins, parties are sharpening their messages on different issues. For the White House, that's healthcare. While the GOP presidential debate didn't focus as much on healthcare, President Joe Biden has zeroed in on healthcare messaging with abortion as a major part of his campaign. Lowering drug prices and expanding mental health care access will also play a role in his campaign messaging. A recent report from the UK found that countries that implemented strategies like lockdowns, mask mandates, and travel restrictions played a big role in reducing the spread of COVID-19 before vaccines. According to researchers, countries adopted these strategies before they knew whether they would work, and this helps, at least temporarily, contain the virus. And with just 25 days to go in the fiscal year, Congress has to pass a funding deal to avoid a government shutdown. HHS reporter Chelsea Ceruzzo is here to explain what a shutdown might mean for health agencies and programs. Thanks so much for having me. We're approaching a potential government shutdown. So I'm wondering if first you could just talk us through what needs to happen for the government to avoid a shutdown. So Congress would need to pass a spending bill. In recent weeks, they've talked about using a continuing resolution, which is a short-term fix that would keep the government open for a short time. It gives members more time to negotiate a budget, and it pushes the potential of a shutdown to December. But in recent weeks, the House Freedom Caucus released a list of demands that they want met to actually support the continuing resolution, which kind of puts that you know at risk. It, and it puts House Republican Kevin McCarthy in a tight spot to get his members of his party on board with the continuing resolution. So it's still up in the air, but what would need to happen is some kind of spending bill. So related to healthcare services, if there is a shutdown, what would stay open in that case? So every agency has a contingency plan in the event of a shutdown. They create those usually at the start of the fiscal year. So what's important to know is that you would expect to see essential services continue. So that means Social Security checks and Medicare payments would continue. The exchanges would stay open. For HHS this year, they did put that all COVID-19 activities like vaccinations and so on would continue and they would use emergency funding that they had for previous years to keep things going. They do expect to furlough about 40% of their workforce per the plan if there's a shutdown. And then on the other side of that, what services could be shut down? And can you talk through also how past shutdowns have impacted health programs? Right. So not all shutdowns are the same. And to really understand the impacts of a shutdown, you kind of have to look at what past precedent has shown us. So, for example, according to a Government Accountability Office report from the 2013 shutdown, the NIH was actually unable to process grant applications due to the shutdown, and they couldn't enroll new patients in their clinical trials or even register new clinical trials. That eventually, they did reopen their clinical trial portal, but in the beginning, there was a lot of confusion. On top of that, the agency had also furloughed its mail workers before realizing that those workers had to be in the office to pick up the bills to keep the lights on. 
So things can change throughout a shutdown. In that year, CMS did lose discretionary funding for waste, fraud, and abuse, and states had to use their own money to keep grant programs like TANF going. That same year, there was also confusion with the Medicare program. While, like I said, Medicare payments would continue, new Medicare cards stopped being issued for a time, which meant new applications were being stalled. Experts I spoke with told me that's unlikely to happen again, given the mess in 2013. But these things are stuff that we should be keeping an eye on, right? Now, while the 2018 and 2019 shutdown was the longest, it actually didn't have those same health impacts as in 2013. In fact, one of the biggest worries or health impacts that people were watching was the CDC's flu surveillance system, which was put on the chopping block in the event of a shutdown. Eventually, officials did promise that they would keep that system going, but that, of course, led to some concerns. One thing I do think is important to mention is that funding for certain health extenders also runs out at the end of September, and that includes funding for health centers. So that's another impact we could potentially see that we definitely want to watch as these negotiations go forward. Well, thank you so much, Chelsea. It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But thanks for explaining that all to us. And thanks for being here today. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And we'll definitely continue to watch it. And that's our show. Our music is by The Mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Kelly Hooper. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. <laughs>